0: am right here on am 1490 sports betting radio and it's that time. It's that Monday 10:30 p.m. time where John McMullen and I try and um, make sense of it all. <laughs> so let's bring uh, John McMullen into the fold now follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen Phillyvoice.com and sports illustrated at si.com. John, how are you my friend?
1: Doing well, Ryan. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Um, a lot for us to get into, and, and we'll get into the injuries in a second, but here's my opening statement to you. The blame game has now shifted to Doug Peterson. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I get it. Uh, Carson's coming off a game where it kind of uh the Eagles back into it, so I think things shift a little bit away from him, and he's playing a little bit better. Uh, Even if the statistics aren't great, you see what's around him. So I think people are starting to recognize um, that he's doing quite a bit with not very much uh, in support. So you shift to Doug Peterson, and particularly with um, the two-point conversion, uh, to tie, um and I, I you know, I, I talk about this a lot, and I, for whatever reason, people can't wrap their brains around this, and it. But it's true, and I always say people do not judge play calls; they judge results. In other words, if that play call is executed, it's a good play call. It failed; it's a bad play call. So, that part of it, I kind of throw out the window. Um, my concern is, you know, Doug saying, essentially, we're out of, of short yardage plays and because of how the game went. And and that, I, I think, is a, a little bit troublesome only because, look, you, and I put this on Twitter and the Eagles weren't very happy with it, I'll be honest with you, but... You know, you got 97 offensive coaches. You know the situation. Uh, okay, you, your game plan is is stretched to the max. Uh, you understand. In best case scenario, you're going to have a two point play to tie this game. Why isn't somebody on this coaching staff uh, being a little bit proactive and coming up with a two point play that that might be a little bit Better a little bit more inventive, and uh, you know when you're in that situation, and you have a quarterback that has some mobility like Carson Wentz. Look, you you have to give them an opportunity to run or throw the ball. Give them double options. Uh, and and if you lose, you lose. You tip your cap to the other team. Uh, but that you know zone read at that particular point for Boston Scott. Remember, Miles Sanders isn't even in the game. So I, I I think it's fair to say Doug Peterson could do a better job right there, and he admitted that. By the way, he did. Probably should have called timeout. Probably should have thought it over. Uh, so that part I agree with. But the bigger picture, I mean, they're down thirty-one fourteen with seven well, seven and a half minutes left against a team that is arguably one of the top five in football and was playing like it, and they fought their way back. So I I gave everybody pretty good grades because they shouldn't have been in that game, and they had a chance to tie it uh, with two minutes left, essentially. So overreaction Monday, no. Victory Monday, no. Moral victory Monday, I think that's where we're at.
0: And once again it's a similar situation um this monday that we were in last monday and i'm not saying that's a problem i'm just also not saying that's okay i just don't know what to make of this team and a a ton of injuries that are becoming a bigger factor each and every minute here um what was the most positive takeaway i guess from you is it carson wentz and coming back from that type of deficit or did the ravens just take their foot off the gas like well what's the biggest takeaway for you?
1: Uh yeah, I mean Carson uh was tremendous. I mean, when you consider uh the hits he was taking, I uh, I mean, he was just like a heavyweight boxer I compare it to Philly Voice, you know. It's it's Rocky against Apollo Creed. He was getting knocked down again and again and again and it's fiction. Uh, but this was real, and he keeps getting up, and he keeps getting up, and he's the club fighter against the superstar. He's got Boston Scott. He's throwing to John Hightower. Uh, he, he's he got Brett Toss blocking for him, and Jamon Brown, who evidently wanted to kill Carson Lentz for some reason. Uh, he, he had nothing, and he put this team on his back, and again, had them in a position to potentially tie the game against a, a really, really good football team. Uh, it was pretty amazing. I, I, you know, when I mentioned this uh, to somebody with the Eagles today, if they finish that, if they finish that game, if they tie it, win it, in overtime, people are talking about this game for generations. Now it'll be a footnote. But that's how big of, of a comeback it would have been in, in such an unlikely circumstance. That's why I, I, I'm not big into moral victories. There's no curves in this league. Jim Swartz says it all the time. Doug Peterson says it all the time. Nobody grades on a curve. Nobody cares if you fought. All they care about is wins and losses. So, yeah, they lost the game. It's not good. Well, anybody who thought they had a chance to win that game is, you know, they got—they're drinking the green Kool-Aid. They got the green-colored glasses on. They had no right being in that game, absolutely no right. And he got him in that game, so I, I was pretty impressed by it
0: john McMullen wrote about this in great detail on phillyvoice.com a signature loss for carson wentz question mark um i, I would say i mean i know it's kind of you know ironic uh, a signature loss but oxymoron maybe but i would say it is right and you would probably agree
1: Yeah, for those reasons. And, you know, you also, hey, Sean Smith was helping the Eagles out. Uh, A lot of bad calls, a lot of one-sided officiating that went the Eagles' way. That played into it. But, uh, I mean, he kept getting off the deck, and he kept getting hit. Calais Campbell looked like, you know, he was going to the Pro Bowl anyway, but the Eagles made sure that he was going to another one. (laughs) Uh, I mean he just dominated from basically the first play. You got John Hightower dropping touchdowns like he's Nelson Aguilar. You got Miles Sanders turning him dropping touchdowns. Um and yeah and there's some good. I mean, Travis Fulgham after they finally realized uh, hey, let's throw it to our best receiver. He did some nice things uh in the second half. Uh, Jordan Mailata continues to impress me at, at at left tackle, at least with some competency. So there's some positives. But bottom line, Ryan, at end of that game, there were two offensive starters of what was projected to be there, Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey. Think about that. Two yeah. uh, of the 11 starters that they thought they were going to have were out there. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's tough to overcome. I, I think that's fair, fair to say. Tough to overcome. Uh, Carson Wentz finished the game 21 of 40, 213 yards, a couple touchdowns, no picks. Uh, and you look at the Ravens, yeah, you look at the numbers at least, and nothing really wows you except Lamar Jackson on the ground, and that's nothing new, um, over 100 yards, rushing the ball. He only threw for 186. Talk about the Eagles defensively. John is there any um anything that stood out to you there
1: um I I thought the defensive line played pretty well and that's expected I mean that's the strength of the team I thought Alex Singleton played well uh and he was obviously forced into action uh and has been with the injuries to T.J. Edwards and now Duke Riley uh so injuries on that side of football they moved Jalen Mills back to safety so they got Will Parks back, so they used a lot of big nickel with the three safeties, and, and a little bit of surprise that I thought, you know, Will Parks would be sort of the pseudo linebacker in that package, but it was Rodney McLeod, which surprised me a little bit. Jim always throws some curveballs. Um, Lamar Jackson is just difficult to stop, and and more so, I don't I don't think. He's having a great season uh, uh, throwing the football and he's trying to develop into more of a pocket pass. And you see some of the mechanical issues and that's why I talked about with Carson Wentz, you see the great quarterbacks in this league, the Bonding quarterbacks. You saw one tonight earlier, the five o'clock game. We're talking five o'clock Monday night football, but Patrick Mahomes doesn't have great mechanics and he's, arguably the best uh, quarterback in football. Lamar's got terrible mechanics, so you know, we have shifted into a different era um, and, and when we talk about Carson and his mechanical issues, um, it's not that different than anybody else, so maybe you just have to live with it and just realize, well, yeah, but he makes big plays and he puts stress on the defense and That's the goal.
0: Since the season began, the Eagles have used three right tackles, five right guards, two left guards, (laughs) three left tackles, and a partridge in a pear tree. Um, Is this as bad as you've ever seen it regarding the offensive line and how depleted it is?
1: Yeah, it is. I've never seen anything uh, because I tried to go through it all on, on Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I try, and and I forgot. <laughs> I you, you forget some of the movements because uh, it's been so much. And you know, left tackle started with Andre Dillard, and then you know he got hurt, and then it was it was Matt Pryor at left tackle, and then it was Jason Peters, and then you end up with Jordan Mailata, and you look at left guard and Isaac Samalos and Nate Herbert, but. You know he was a right guard. So on and on and on. It's just been musical chairs everywhere, up and down the line. On right tackle it was Lane. It was Jack Driscoll. It was Lane Johnson. Back to Jack Driscoll. Lane Johnson. Back and forth because of Lane's ankle injury. And then Driscoll gets hurt again, and your Brett Toth, he's just picked up on waivers last week. Uh, and and then Jamon Brown at right guard. And all the movement there, because Matt Pryor's on the COVID list. I mean, it it, it has been a, a disaster in so many ways. And, and yesterday it was really bad on the right side with Brown and Driscoll, uh, and then Cobb coming in for Driscoll. Um, as I said, Mylotta and Herbig have done a pretty good job. But if you think about what this was supposed to be. Uh, and, and you have Brandon Brooks at right guard, Lane Johnson, uh, and Isaac, if Isaac was there. In a lot of ways, I mean, the one silver lining, I, I think the future left tackle of this team might be Jordan Milana, even more so than Andre Dillard. But beyond that, uh, I, you got to give Jeff Stoutman a lot of credit for just getting these guys lined up right. But there's just too much attrition. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Calais Campbell against Jamon Brown was not going to work and it didn't work. And it's, you sit there and go, how, how did the Eagles have a chance to tie that game with two minutes left? How? I, I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. So that, that is something that they should. and, could hang their hats on is to be in that position after everything that went on injury wise um, that deficit that they overcame uh, impressive not enough unfortunately and now it's already Monday night we're an hour away from midnight going into Tuesday this team plays in three days how the heck do they get ready for that Thursday night game well,
1: you don't, and that's every Thursday night game. And I, I talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, on the show and Thursday night football in general. I mean, it, it, you know, they're back at work. They were back at work today. They'll have a walk through the You don't practice. You don't even hold a full practice uh, during a Thursday night week. Uh, NFL teams, so you just kind of go into it and. That's why you have some sloppy football uh, on Thursday night. And then you add in the fact that it's the Eagles and the Giants, and you're probably going to see some sloppy football. But uh, the injuries on top of it, I mean, Miles Sanders is not going to be there. Zach Ertz is not going to be there. Jack Triscoll is not going to be there. Um, on and on and on. And, and you add to all the names that were already out, It'll be interesting because you're down the to Brett Toth at right tackle. So originally, you know, the Eagles had sort of given the wink-wink that Lane's probably going to sit out the two games, um, Sunday against Baltimore and then the quick turnaround against the Giants on Thursday night. But now Lane's the kind of guy that, if you say we need you, he's going to go out there and try to play. Sean Jackson is supposed to be back on Thursday night, so it'll be nice to get John Hightower off the field. Uh, maybe that helps a little bit. Uh, maybe Avante Maddox can get back. Um, so they're they're getting uh, at least closer to getting some players back. Uh, Duke Riley was limited today, but I'm not sure you want to take Alex Singleton off the field anyway. Um, yeah, they got a lot of injuries, but I mean, this is, this is what, (laughs) I I don't want to say what people have been waiting for, but I I mean, this is the three week stretch where you have the two Giants game, the sandwiches, the Cowboys game, you see how bad the Cowboys are tonight. I mean, if the Eagles take care of business in these three weeks, um, They're going to be the prohibitive favorites in the NFC East.
0: I want to talk about Zach Ertz, and we talk a lot about him on this show, but injured now. Um, And for me, I want to start with the 10 targets for only four catches, 33 yards. And the biggest head-scratcher for me is him and Carson just don't look like they're on the same page at all not like ah just a split second here they'll they'll get that next play next game it's like yesterday was their first game I I don't understand what's really going on is it just there's no one else but Travis Fulgham's playing well so Miles Sanders is out there it's not like the Eagles have no weapons I don't know what's up can can you uh speak to that
1: uh, well, I think it's a couple things. I, I, I think Jack is not playing well. We talked about his contract issues, and I think it is. He is taking it on the field uh, a little bit. I do think the Eagles were trying to force him the football a little bit early. Uh, and, and people uh, do not respect the Eagles receivers right now. Maybe they will start to respect Travis Logan. Now it, it's two weeks instead of one week. Um, and he keeps showing up, uh, the more that happens, uh, I think defenses around the league are going to have to start respecting him. But, you know, if if you look at George Kittle and and Travis Kelsey and any great tight end in this league, um, you you can't afford generally to put your best corner uh, on that type of player. Uh, for a number of reasons, but the major one would be um, other teams have good receivers as well, and they'll make you pay uh, if you're putting lesser uh, defensive backs on them. Uh, Whereas I said, the Eagles haven't had that at this stage. Um, and maybe Fulgham turns that around, as I said, but. In key situations, and and by that, you know, high leverage situations, third downs, you know, fourth down conversions, uh, red zones, often the opposition is putting not only their best defensive back on Zach Ertz, but also bracketing him. So that's part of it as well. Uh, But I I don't want to make that excuse because you're not playing well. Uh, I've never seen him drop this many footballs in his entire career, and I think it does come back to he's angry at the organization. He's angry that he played through that playoff game uh, with a a broken rib and a lacerated kidney, and he thinks he hasn't gotten respect from Howie Roseman, Um, and he's not happy, and I think it's showing up on the field, to be honest.
0: John, I remember asking you about this uh, early last week regarding the Eagles at running back and joked about Le'Veon but saying man if Miles Sanders goes down they really have no one and uh, that unfortunately unfolded yesterday now what for the running back position for this game and even potentially next week against the Cowboys
1: yeah I mean you don't have any time this week to do anything so even if you wanted to you know people have looked at Miami and they're not using Jordan Howard and Uh, maybe the Eagles can swing a deal, give up nothing, bring him back, or or something of that nature. Um, But, I mean, as I said, you don't even practice for these Thursday night games, so you have to sort of go with what you have on hand, and it's going to be Boston Scott. It's going to be Corey Clement. uh, It's going to be Jason Huntley. People forget he's on this team. And maybe you elevate Elijah Holyfield uh, from the practice squad. Maybe he gets an opportunity. But, boy, somebody's got to step up. And, I, I, you know, to me it's got to be Boston has not played well um, or Huntley or, or, or somebody like Holyfield. I mean, I, I hate to pick on Corey Clement. He's a South Jersey guy. I mean, he has shown nothing. And I, I, when I say nothing, I mean nothing to the point he shouldn't even be on this football team. Um, so they have to do something, and, and they got really lucky. They were more concerned uh, about Miles Sanders going into the MRI than Zach Ertz. Ends up Zach is probably going to be out longer, three to four weeks, and Miles will per- probably only be a week or two, and they got really, really lucky. Because if he had a significant injury, um, they would almost have to go out the outside the organization. That's how. That's how bad the backup running back spot is right now.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good situation, man. I can't remember the last time. I mean, every year in recent years, we're talking about how injuries have knock the eagles off their their course so to speak and right now this is as bad as i've ever seen it so you mentioned deshaun jackson um give me the likelihood that we will see him thursday as well as uh alshon jeffrey
1: well deshaun's supposed to play um i say supposed to play and you're not even practicing so it's hard to get hurt when you're not practicing Uh, you're only going to walk through. So he should be able to get to kickoff and start the game. How long he plays, I don't know. Um, But hopefully he can – look, John Hightower's just not ready to contribute. Um, And I think that's pretty clear as you see it week in and week out. And people can hang on to that. You know, I I thought one of the – The third play of the game, I I mean, Carson, just a perfect, perfect throw. That would have been whatever it would have been, 80-yard touchdown, and he just drops the football. Uh, You talk about a tone setter. Uh, The Eagles needed two-and-a-half quarters to rebound from that, essentially. Um, He's just got to get off the field. Uh, And I, I don't necessarily want... Deshaun back on there if Jalen Rager was on there, but he's not. He's hurt as well. So uh, you're not taking snaps away from somebody like that. So again, Deshaun's not going to be here next year. So um, when Jalen is healthy and ready to go, uh, I'd like to see him get those reps. But for now, I think you need him. And it's the exact opposite with all Sean Jeffrey. I, I mean, I think he could play, but I don't think the Eagles want him to play because Travis Fulgham is out there. And that's his spot, and there's no way I'm taking reps away from Travis Fulgham right now. He has earned his spot on the field. He's got to play his way off the field before I want to see Alshon Jeffrey. And hopefully that's never again, to be honest.
0: we'll see what happens here a short week for the philadelphia eagles and no days off for john McMullen as the eagles fall to the ravens 30 to 28 a two-point conversion away from potentially one of the greatest regular season comebacks we've seen from the eagles in quite some time Ertz out three to four weeks sanders out a few weeks lane johnson Looks like he's going to be out uh, this Thursday, but you never say never with that man, uh, tough as nails. And the list goes on and on. And John will join me every night this week at 1030 to discuss. John, thank you as always, man.
1: Hey, thanks, Ryan.
0: There he is, John McMullen, extending the play every Saturday morning right here on AM 1490, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m him on twitter at Small. we're taking a quick break when we come back we're talking movement in the nfl super bowl futures market some nfl mvp talk week six talk live in the prop swap studios keep it locked we'll be right back y'all